Welcome to The Healing Space. I'm your host, Raven Akundayo. And I'm Brandon Harris-Williams. Brandon is actually here in studio today. He's sitting here sipping on mimosas, provided by today's guest, actor, and all-around awesome spirit, Mr. George Hill. He's also in studio as well, so you know I'm excited because everybody's in studio today. (laughs) He'll be joining us after Brandon and I are done with our TV roundup. But first, I want to take a moment to thank everyone for listening to our sexual assault episode last week. The feedback has been eye-opening and much appreciated. From people sharing their stories with me to letting me know which story spoke directly to them. I also want to thank the brave souls who shared their stories as well. It meant a great deal to me and I really hope that they understand how much they've impacted people's lives by sharing their truth. Um, If you'd like to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, we're on the... Oh, sorry. On Instagram, we're at THS Podcast, which is all lowercase. And on Twitter, we're at underscore THS Podcast. And if you like, if you have any questions or any comments, inbox or email us at love at revolutionmultimedia.com. Revolution is spelled just like revolution, but with an A. Baby, this mimosa is doing everything for my life right now. <laughs> I hope this is your first one, because you know you can't handle much. I'm on the second one, but you know, we're going to be doing real good on this day. so uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into our television okay and with that being said first is going to be this is us so um you know Mm -hmm. deja and the crew deja and the crew deja and the crew so (laughs) (laughs) so what was going on with deja and the crew okay so on this episode of this is us Wait, no. Because the last episode, I just thought about it, because we didn't talk last week. Right. So we gotta... Do we? Do we? <laughs> People watch the show? <laughs> y'all y'all watch This Is Us, right? So we don't gotta, <laughs> we don't gotta go back. <laughs> if you watch the show, you know what happened on the last episode. So. Well, alright then. Okay, so on This Is Us this week, Deja got her new haircut, and she uh, wanted to go to the gala with uh, Kevin. Because Kevin was getting an award. What was he getting an award for? I don't remember. Uh, he, no, he wasn't getting an award. Oh. He was being auctioned off by his girlfriend. He was being auctioned off yeah. by his girlfriend. His and girlfriend's then he was, job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's later. But yeah, <laughs> that is correct. So they wanted, <laughs> they were back in New York. And so Deja wanted to go to the auction with Kevin. And uh, Randall and Beth were a little nervous about it. They weren't really sure if she should go. But Beth was also like, she just wants to go because... Deja just wants to go to the gay gala. Because Deja, like... Or has a crush on Kevin. But they allowed her to go anyway. And they had they had a good time. Or they tried to have a good time. Randall was trying to use it as a way to connect with Deja. But that didn't necessarily go as easy as he thought it was going to go kind of thing. She was like eating shrimp at one point, And then he tried to like smack it out of her hand because she would eat the tail. But then it kind of triggered her because of her trauma. And they had a conversation about that. So they're slowly but surely making progress. But it's definitely going to be a, a journey. And I appreciate that they're letting it be that way. I like that they're drawing it out throughout the course of the season instead of mm-hmm. making, like, you know, just one swoop, like, we're going to be here for you. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for being here. It's like, no, it's a little bit more difficult than that. You exactly. Know? But it's definitely real. And then even, too, like I was saying, like, when it was a storyline similar to that on Parenthood, it, it was not an easy thing at all. Like, it was definitely, like, a whole season kind of thing. It was like, this is not... Because that's part of the the... The issue with it is because Deja is already, like, 12, 13 or whatever, she's already lived, and that was part of why Beth wanted to have an older child. So they have to deal with all of those issues that she's already bringing in 
herself, but she's already been in different foster homes, so she already has traumas and experiences from other things, so she's still struggling to adjust, and they have to learn her as who she is, because she's not just a baby that they can quote-unquote mold. Right. She is a, already an, an, a fully formed person, kind of. Right. Also, uh, there was a surprise ending to this episode that I think was better than last week's surprise ending. Yes, because last uh, the, week... The prior we, week, you found out that Kate was pregnant. Which was a horrible way to end the episode. It's not a bad <laughs> thing that she's pregnant, but it was just... She was in the hospital room in the stirrups, and then, you know, she's, like, looking at the ultrasound, and it's like, oh... <laughs> it was like fade to black it was like okay and this week we find out that Jack has a brother and he was also in the military with him listen <laughs> listen cause I said that cause the episode was called brothers and so I was like okay well maybe the brothers are just you know Randall and Kevin but I didn't think I was like I gotta be smarter than that I gotta be thinking and so of course there's another brother which is Jack's brother Nick Nikki and so then I'm like, where the hell did Nikki come from? Because when he talked about Nikki all last season, I don't remember <laughs> when he talked about him this season. But also, too, because uh, I was because I watched the um, like little after shows or the special the special videos that they do on Hulu, where it's like with the cast and the crew, or whatever after the show. And so Dan Fogelman was on one of them, and he was saying there was a big twist coming in episode 105. But he made it seem like the big twist was going to be about how Jack dies. But I. So maybe he was telling the truth. I don't know. But right. I was I wouldn't expect him the twist to be a brother. Right. That we've never mentioned before. I personally think we're going to find out, not to speak too far ahead, I could be wrong, but I think we're going to find out that Jack's brother actually died first. And the reason why they brought on Jack's brother is because Milo isn't going away anytime soon. That's correct. He's and I think that sheet. even when you find out how he died... You're still going to get, because that's the thing with This Is Us. You get backstory all day long. So the reason why they found a new way to keep Milo on, even, you know, even though they continue to tell stories about the family, past the family, now you get stories about him and his brother. Mm-hmm. So that gives even more reason for Milo to, re- to remain on the show. Because now, even before he met his family, even before he met Rebecca, you get to now see his interactions with his brother. So that adds even more scenes from Milo. Because I think last week we were saying, too, how, like, he was in the military, I think, before he met Rebecca. Yeah. So it's like, if we see all of those... So they're piling saying. on stories, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, y'all smart. <laughs> he was nominated for an Emmy, so y'all like, oh, clearly people like Milo. So <laughs> even when we show you how he died, we need to keep his ass on the show. I mean, so. Also, too, last season, when they got picked up for seasons two and three, they probably already had to think far enough ahead to, like, okay, we at least need stuff to keep us... The next two years. Right. So. Right. Because once Milo leaves, people might be like, oh, oh we're, we're here for Sterling, but we like Milo too. So don't play with us. And we're like, oh, it's not this is them. It's this is us. Can you stop paying attention to just the two of them? <laughs> right. Because they weren't the only two nominated. So. Let's, let's be clear. Because they were blaring, glaring people who were kept out. So <laughs> those shuns were powerful, boy. It was like, ooh. But, uh, but yeah. So interesting to see how that's going to go. Uh, so next up is one Shondaland episode today. We only got one for y'all today, and that's Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I want you to discuss Grey's, because you enjoyed it. I did not. Oh. Mm. So, uh... <laughs> well, you can discuss what happened in the episode. I got a separate bone to pick with Shondaland. In- indeed. He be having bones, don't he? He be... Mm. He'd be expecting a lot from these from these people behind the scenes. From the woman who's created the show and has been over the show for 14 years. I do expect a lot. I have mm. expectations. I do. Mm. Woo! I hope you listen to Shonda. <laughs> somebody, somebody has a woo. Got some receipts. Anyway, so yeah. So wait a minute. What is uh, what is Owen's sister's name again? Megan. 
Megan is the only one who I can't keep up with. I keep wanting to call her Maggie. Um, but clearly, Maggie, Maggie's black. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Megan's last episode. <laughs> so, what, what <laughs> happens is that we already know from last week's episode, or what, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. that uh, Farouk is now here with Megan. Mm-hmm. And so the, the family is back together. Uh, it was able to be worked out via uh, Meredith. Mm-hmm. To be able to get Farouk and Riggs together. They they team together to be able to get Farouk back from overseas. And so now we've reached a point where Megan wants to start a new life. And that new life is going to be in Southern California, not in Seattle. So as she's preparing for that, uh, Riggs and Farouk are already in Southern California. They're at the beach home. Mm-hmm. They're preparing everything for when Megan uh, arrives. Owen is not comfortable with his sister leaving in general. But when he sees she's going no matter what, he wants to go and jump in the car and go with her. And they were going to have a road trip. Mm-hmm. During the course of the road trip, you get a backstory on everything that happened overseas that led up to Megan being gone for 10 years. And so it tells the entire tale of everything that happens. You find out that not only did Riggs cheat on Megan, which we already knew already, but Megan actually cheated on Riggs first. So you find that out and it's like, okay, this entire time, Owen's... Uh, Owen not Owens, Owen has been beating up <laughs> physically and verbally uh, Riggs when you find out that it was equal, yes, exactly. you know, what it is that ended up happening in the end. But to, to, to uh, against, my, my argument against Megan is the fact that you see in the flashback, in her anger, she only shared with Owen that Riggs cheated. She never said anything about because she was in the heat of the moment. She needed to get on the plane and in mm-hmm. a helicopter and leave. Yeah. So in her anger, she only shared, please let me go because Riggs cheated on me. That so sense. that's all that Owen was left with. Owen wasn't left with, I cheated on him. He cheated on me. We're both equally. But still, I'm angry that he gave me. Because what happened is he gave a necklace to uh, Megan as a, a necklace proposal. with a ring, though. Right. On it. And the goal was is that Megan stumbled upon it. So he was just trying to figure out a quick way to be able to get out of her finding out that he cheated. Mm-hmm. So it became a proposal out of nowhere, you know? Um, so the thing... <laughs> but Teddy saw, you know, when Teddy found out, when she saw the necklace, she knew who the necklace belonged to because the initials of the girl was on the back of the necklace. Mm-hmm. So Teddy was very clear on who it belonged to. So she was the one who broached the topic with Riggs. And then it became a whole situation. And so that led to her getting on the plane. And what happened is that there was a woman who she was taking care of in the hospital the entire time, who she Mm -hmm. was under the impression saved a bunch of men. And Mm -hmm. she was injured because of it. But then you come to find out in the end, she's actually the person who ends up shooting up the people in the plane and how it ends up going down. She's the cause of it. The woman who you thought was the one who saved everybody was Mm -hmm. actually the, what, terrorist? Okay. I I was thinking about the term we're going for, terrorist. Um, So... Okay, now George is interjecting into the, the, the TV conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is Grey's Anatomy we're talking about? Yes, this is Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. Wow. I mean, I have not watched Grey's Anatomy since, um, what's his name? <laughs> Isaiah Washington was on the show. Oh, so boy. This, this is, <laughs> look how we both lean back. Like, right. <laughs> this is crazy. So they're... Are they still in the hospital? Because this is, I don't even know if they're... Yes. Well, this was one of those one-off episodes where okay. it was like focuses on like a specific group of people or just one or two characters. Got you. Okay. Which I hate. <laughs> then she does that. It's but... still, I'm like, it's still in an ER, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. Most weeks. Most weeks it's in an ER. <laughs> I mean, in their defense, they were they were all doctors overseas, so they were still yeah. in the ER of, gotcha. the, right. of okay. the battlefield. I don't know. Yes, of the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> But so at the end, at the end of the day, you you find that Riggs and Farouk begin to, and Farouk is her what twelve year old son, 
He's Megan. an adopted son. I don't yeah. know how He's like around is. 12 or 13. Um, and so I would say more around 12. Um, and they're beginning to build mm-hmm. a relationship together. Mm-hmm. So you get to see their relationship building away from Megan to give you an idea of, okay, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, for Rook ha- is beginning to get a bond with him. So everything will be cool. So uh, there's a big blow up that happens between Owen and Megan in, in the where we are right now in the present. And everything ends up getting understood because we need to move this along. <laughs> everything ends up being okay. Uh, everything is squashed. She takes him to the airport. He comes back to Seattle. She gets home. And then you see at the end, uh, Owen and, uh, Amelia, Amelia, Jesus, um, like, who? Owen okay. and Amelia come to an understanding <laughs> that they do need to get a divorce because they love each other, but they're in a very different space. But I love the way that it ended. It wasn't angry. There mm-hmm. was no bitterness. There was a lot of love. They even hugged each other after they exchanged rings. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be cool. They have peace now. And you also saw Megan and Riggs and Farouk on the beach. And because Megan's thing was she was away from water for forever. She wasn't near any oceans. All she wanted to do was be able to touch water, live by water. Mm-hmm. So she goes and she stands in the ocean and she begins to cry and smile. And Riggs and Farouk come running down onto the beach. And he picks this, Riggs picks the two of them up and spin around. And it was a really beautiful moment. And then uh, it ends with Owen sitting at the pier in Seattle mm-hmm. and he's feeling like he's at peace and then it goes off. So I go. am, uh, are you finished? <laughs> I'm about to sip my mimosa. Go ahead. I'm also happy that <laughs> Amelia and Owen decided to divorce, not because they weren't good together. Or I didn't like them together, but just mm-hmm. because they got married, I think like two seasons ago, the end of yeah. two, like the end of season 12, but their marriage was over in like the end of episode 13, like the beginning of the season. Yeah. Their marriage has been over for like a year already. So it's, They've really been dragging this out. So I'm happy All that of their finally... happiness took place before the marriage. Literally. Because <laughs> even the wedding day was yes. a hot ass mess. So yeah, so I'm happy that they're finally at a place where it's peaceful, where there's no issues, and there shouldn't be, because they haven't been happy for a long time. Um, I don't so... want Owen to get married anymore. <laughs> I, I want Owen's next relationship to be like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. <laughs> Just be like, listen, <laughs> let's, have a, let's have a smooth 40. Without... <laughs> Owen needs to be single for a minute, because Owen had, has been through a lot. Um, Amelia too. Yes. They both need to just yes. breathe. Um, my issue with the episode is while it was very nice to have Rick, a goodbye for Riggs and, you know, Megan are getting back together. I did feel like it was like missing an episode between this episode and the last one. Cause I, I was agree. like, I can agree with that. How do we get to all of a sudden Megan is getting out of the hospital and she's moving away, but it's fine. They do that on Grace sometimes. <laughs> my other issue is that this was Riggs last episode. I'm like. Because it was the end of his con- the actor's contract, and so the character's leaving. I'm like, why is his contract up in the middle of the season? Like, does that not... When y'all hired him, y'all didn't want to extend him to, like, at least the end of the season? Yeah. Also, too, it's like all of this buildup you've been doing back and forth with him and Maggie, and then him and Meredith, and all of a sudden he's just leaving to have a happy ending with Megan, which is fine, but where was the closure for Meredith? Well, I guess we're going to explore that the rest of season 14. Yeah. <sighs> but, also, too, you can tell Shonda's biased when she likes an actor. Because she said, like, nice glowing things, you know, say he can always come back. You know what I'm saying? The door is always open. But also, he got a happy ending. Yeah. You can tell she likes somebody when she gives them a happy ending. Right. Because her and Patrick Dempsey. Let's be clear. Listen. <laughs> she killed him, and then she jumped a whole ass year in time. Yes. Let's, let's be done with the morning now, of you real fast. <laughs> Shonda will fire you now. <laughs> with Catherine Heigl, Columbus Short. Yeah, yeah. Columbus, she, she fired Columbus Short, right? She did. According to him, though, everybody on set knew he was doing what he was doing. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said it wasn't Fire. a secret. <laughs> In his defense, we didn't see a body 
So if he show up before season seven of Scandal is over, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. No, right. Neither would I. Yeah. It's not like, but yeah. So yeah, we can. Well, move that's on. light. We can move. That's light. Wait, he's going on going in on some people before. <laughs> that was light. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, that, ha- I didn't that, have much. That I just had to good. say that. I just had to say because that bothered me just because of that ending for Riggs, what that meant for Meredith yeah. kind of thing. That part bothers me. But I'm happy. I liked mm. Riggs. I enjoyed him. I like Riggs a lot better than I like Derek, which is. But see, you did that like a good television show. Like, I should go and cut that out and use that as a promo when he talk about <laughs> going in on Shonda and then people tune in. Then when they tune in, they're like, he didn't do nearly what I thought right. he was going to do. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He played that well. Good hand. Good hand. Okay, so Stranger Things is back, and I promised that I wasn't going to do spoilers for this one. You know, we'll go with the spoiler one here, because as far as we're concerned. We're bad about that. (laughs) We already watched it. Right, so So you should have watched it too, so we can go ahead and tell you what happened. But with Stranger Things, no, I want to be respectful. So just know that, what's the basic I can give you? Uh, Eleven is going to have her own adventure, which I thought was really cool, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, She finds out a lot about herself. And you get to see, I like how, what I will say is that I love that the writers found a way to give a bunch of different adventures so you didn't feel like you were having season one all over again. Because season one was very much a team effort of everyone together. You know, people coming together. At the end, it was all a fight, you know, all all against the Demogorgon and the Upside Down. But now it's a thing of everyone separated. Their own individual adventures that are going on, separated by maybe two people or three people and things of that nature. And there are a lot of different adventures going on, but they find a way to make all of them fit, you know? Mm-hmm. So there was one episode where there, I don't think there was any 11. And then the next episode, it's majority 11, you know? So, but I like how they do it because you never feel like you're missing out on anybody. Everybody is uh, in it. And the, I would say that the two main people are Eleven and Will. Will is the one who in season one, <laughs> he was gone after episode one and you didn't really see him anymore. And you're like, oh, that's unfortunate. They cast you. <laughs> and you don't even see you anymore after you're kidnapped. And he goes into the upside down. They do the complete opposite on here. The complete opposite. He's here now, but he's connected to the upside down. Mm-hmm. And there is a shadow monster, uh, this huge entity within the upside down who has become a part of him. So he's connected to all of this. And he can feel whatever the shadow monster is thinking. And uh, I don't think that's a lot of spoiler. Um, yeah, because you don't. Okay. <laughs> you see the shadow monster in the previews. So I'm just giving you a name to go along with what he is. He's a shadow monster. And at the, end of ep- at the end of season one, you saw that Will was connected to the Upside Down. So that's not giving anything away either. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> but they do a really good job with all the, the sub storylines. You know, the storylines that are under Will and Eleven are just as powerful. And everybody gets to shine. Everybody. And so that's what I love, that they actually have added on to the characters. They've Mm -hmm. added more people into the cast. But you still feel like you know a good amount about each person. Or if you don't know, you're clear that you're going to end up learning more about them. So it's not something where you feel like anybody's left on the sideline. So I am in the middle of episode eight. I'll have one more episode after that. So definitely check it out. It's an hour per episode. It's only eight hours. Mm-hmm. You know, nine hours this time around, nine hours. <laughs> so you know good and well that back in the day, we would do a smooth 22 to 24. So the fact that you, I miss it as well, but the fact that you only have nine episodes <laughs> to get through, you can watch Stranger Things. So go ahead and check that out on Netflix if you have it. If you don't have it, get somebody else's Netflix and look at it on theirs. 
Um, yeah, I said it. <laughs> Netflix has an issue with that. Nope. Understand that half the people who are watching are watching are this else's account. Let's be clear. But they give you that option to where you can have like they three do. or four accounts. So, they do. I mean, it's not our fault they're in debt. Right. <laughs> Is Netflix in debt? Like billions of dollars in no. debt. No. <laughs> and they're still spending, but okay. But I guess to get money, you got to make spend money. money. But I don't know what you're spending if you have none. I don't, right. But I'm a different type of broke, so I don't know. Oh. So, okay, so with that being said, next up <laughs> is Queen Sugar. And Queen Sugar took me through it. So George hasn't seen Queen Sugar, so he's Ooh. about to have I some mean, things. Don't, don't do me like that. Now, I've seen Queen Sugar. I just haven't been I haven't We didn't caught say up you haven't seen well, How far oh. behind are you? Just the last episode, right? I'm like two episodes behind. Oh, Ooh, it that much? Listen, oh, just wow. the last one. So just prepare yourself, because we about to spoil Ralph your Angel life. Ralph Angel didn't die, did he? <laughs> well... No, it, don't do it, that. In a way. Oh, okay. In a way, he oh, did. <laughs> in a way, Ralph Angel died. I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> Not my coffee. Okay, no. so so we were gonna <laughs> we, we were gonna go, we were gonna go slow into it, but George makes us realize that we need to pull off the bandaid fast. So okay. there's a possibility. Let's be clear. There's a possibility. Yes, the possibility that Ralph Angel is not the father of Blue. Yeah. But we get there. Right. <laughs> right. Because we were going to work final, our way up to that. My, okay. That's the final frame of the episode right. is what Darla tells him. So, before, But George just gave me a good lead in, so that's why I had to go with it. <laughs> Thank you for that. But, <laughs> see, I, I, I can't. But no, but that's the end of the episode. That's the end? Yeah. Like, that happens at the end of the episode. Oh. She tells him at the end of the episode that while she was like, I guess at the beginning of her getting high or way back before she got pregnant or whatever. She went back to wherever she's from. Did she? I think she said, but I can't remember. She was out of town visiting friends or whatever. Okay. And then she got high. There was this guy. They had sex. And she's not sure Mm -hmm. if Ralph Angel is Blue's father. So this is this is what I want to get because you know Darla. Everybody has a, a ministry. Everybody has a past. But you know, she was you know, mm-hmm. I guess what? Cause, cause Se- sex well, no, well, she wasn't. Sex. She wasn't doing sex work. Se- this she wasn't was doing sex work. Okay, no. gotcha. Okay, this so was, this wasn't. This was high. Right. High. Yeah. Which, it's, which is a random guy. Okay, yeah. a random guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try to come for her? Like, I wasn't. It, it, it could be any number of people. Because that's what I'm saying. I was like, you know, she's a sex worker. Maybe it was someone yeah, that, that she met sense. through sex work. I'm, yeah. but There's I'm a, nothing wrong with sex work. But I'm assuming work. that the sex work didn't come until after Blue was born, is what I'm assuming. Because because be... remember that scene in I oh, think season right. one where it was like she was in the hotel room and or whatever found and they found her and they came, that's when they came and got Blue it was because she was doing sex work. Oh, I need to go back and watch season one. I no, totally when her that when scene. her and um and Vi? Vi had that scene in the in the living I mean not the living room but in the kitchen at the yeah. dining room table where she's like crying to her yeah during the storm you remember what I'm talking about right yeah but yeah okay so it's that scene so but no but we get there because like last week Darla's parents <laughs> called and um said they were coming into town and so. They finally come into town, and there's this... Because they haven't seen each other in like five, six years. And so it's Blue's first time meeting them. Blue is nervous. It's also Ralph Angel's first time meeting them. He's nervous, but he also is trying to be protective of Darla. And so they meet them, and it's... They're all still really holding their emotions, and they're, all, they're happy to see each other, of course, but you can tell there still is a lot that right. still needs to be said. Right. And so throughout the episode, they have different conversations at points. Like over... Like while they're all having dinner, because Aunt Vi... Um, Charlie and Nova also come over for dinner. I guess to kind of soften the blow too, it just kind of like act as buffers a little bit. But her dad is very praising and very complimentary to Nova and Charlie. He's like, I really love the activism that you're doing. Or with Charlie's like, I love the way that you handle Davis's career and different things that you're doing. He's like, Darla can learn a lot from the both of you. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, there's a lot to be learned from Darla also, kind of thing. Oh, they're trying cool. to, yeah. they're right. trying to help and defend her. They really did, yeah. So that's good. Also, too, it shows that the growth that they've had with her too, because nobody, right. nobody like gave Darla. a damn about Darla when she first came on the scene with with good reason, I guess, because of blues. I think good reason, but also too, they didn't, which has been said time and time again. They weren't that close with Ralph Angel that's either. Mm-hmm. So I think they had only heard, I guess, the bad stuff, again, from Aunt Vi, like we talked about a few right. episodes ago. Right. Aunt Vi's opinion kind of <laughs> kind of trumps over a lot, it which does. isn't a bad thing. It does, yeah. But, I mean, well, not saying it's not a bad thing. It happens a lot, so right. it's not uncommon. But then, um, after dinner, um, Darla's mom and Aunt Vi are having a conversation while they're, because she she's going to take Blue with her for the evening, just so Darla can have more time with their parents, kind of, to talk with each other, whatever. So she's taking about to take Blue to help him pack. And the, um, Darla's mom's like, he's so precious. I regret all the time that I missed but she's like, no, do you think that he's, like, affected by anything that's happened? Or do you think that he, that, that stuff that has happened has really messed him up kind of thing? Or how is he as a child? And he's like, no, he's precious. He's a good child. Um, if if there are any issues, they've yet to present themselves kind of thing. It's like he has no no signs of anything yet, like any traumas yet. So he still is pretty good. And so she's happy to hear that. And then a scene which was very important, which I, which I really enjoyed, was when... Um, Darla and her mom are having a conversation. This is like the next day. They're on the porch. And Darla's like, you know, I thought you guys didn't love me or respect me or whatever kind of thing. Or you guys didn't want me around anymore or whatever. And she was like, no, it's not that. It's just that you have to understand how hard it was for us to hear you, you know what I'm saying, on the phone saying that you're high, that you need help, but then you don't accept our help. Saying that you want our love, but then you don't respect our love. Saying that it was something else that she said. It was such a real... Scene. But it was real. It was like that I, was the first scene that made me cry when I texted you and told yeah. you I was crying. Because I the think scene. on so often on shows you see like drug addicts or even when they are explored a little bit, it's like okay, immediately they ask for forgiveness and then the forgiveness is kind of given. It's yeah, never you, the, you don't see the process. Yeah, was, and it's never was, the yeah. held accountable and not right. and they're not holding her accountable to bash her because she was saying right. I still love you and I still yeah. here for you, but mm-hmm. it was like you did wrong. Yeah, and right. you and you have to own that. You can't treat us like exactly. we're the villains. You know. Yeah. That's not fair to us. Yeah. And so then, was it the scene with the mom where she was like, you need to go make amends with your dad also? Or did she just go talk to her dad afterwards? I think she just went to okay. I don't think her mother said So yeah. yeah, and so then she goes to talk to her dad, and he's like, and we don't see their scene. We just see them kind of crying at the end, and they seem to be in a better place, which is good. But mm-hmm. then he's like, okay, well, now you have to go make amends with Ralph Angel. You have to tell him this final thing. And we find out the final thing is about Blue. And the funny thing is, like I told Brandon, I knew. As soon as he said, go make amends Ralph Angel, I, I was knew. like, my hands were up. <laughs> I had to stand up. I was like, no. I knew. Oh my and I, li- I literally, I sat out loud. I was like, no, please. <laughs> I literally sat it out loud. I was like, oh my God, this, are you really about to do this? This will kill Ralph Angel. This will kill Ralph Angel. Mind you, there are still child. three more episodes in this season. Really? I, most on, most shows would like give you that as right. the finale. Right. <laughs> And yeah, good lord, three more. Because I was sitting there like, how many episodes do they have of oh, Queen right. Sugar? Also, real quick, well, I don't know if we need to spoil everything. I don't know. Okay, so if you had to think about it, we don't. I mean, no, because it was quite real a quick. few spoilers. So we you did. Didn't think about so, this. Okay, one. so <laughs> stuff happens with Nova and stuff happens with Vi. But the thing with Vi, which was so crazy to me, because it was like they give her a diagnosis, but then that's it. It's not addressed for the rest of the episode. Yeah. It like it's literally the like there's the cold open and then after the theme song goes off you hear Vi's diagnosis mm-hmm. and the rest of the episode That's goes weird. on. I'm like, see, they play games. <laughs> oh. So we spoiled enough. So yeah, yes. right. I'm definitely going to watch 
So he's already in studio. He's already <laughs> made sure that you heard him. So there's no really formal introduction I can do. You Everyone could. welcome Mr. George Hill to Thank the podcast. You. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Spence. Oh, oh wait. Can I call you Spence? If people are my friend on Facebook, okay, if cool. not, you probably should be saying <laughs> well, I, should, I should be calling you right back. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, we should be clear that up before I came on the air, though. Okay. He, he, he calls me Spence. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't call me it's Raven. Fine. I've said things so, I wasn't yeah. supposed to say on here before, too. It's fine. But when he talked about his, um, we talked about the guy at the restaurant, whatever, who paid uh-huh. your bill. And then I was like, oh, at the XYZ right. location? <laughs> oh. And you were like, well, I didn't say it. I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> so what happens? It's okay. It happens. Okay. Right, right. Well, this will be the one of many faux pas that I say on the show. <laughs> oh, so, boy. You know, <laughs> so we just need to get ready, is what get you're ready. saying. My, my goal is to get, uh, Raven, taken <laughs> off of SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. I want him to get letters, DMs. You brought this crazy nigga up here. Who is he? So I'm ready to go. And it's fun because we're all here, right? Yes, yeah, so we're all in the studio. Live in color. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to delve Deep into pop culture now that we're deep, done with huh? TV. Deep so which conversation. We you should with? always delve deep. Yes. But anyway, uh... <laughs> it spoke to you, huh? Then your Shonda. Well, like, yeah, uh, like Shonda. You, you should always dive deep, though. We, you know, we can get that when we talk about Gabrielle Union, though. There That's we go. That's why I was going. Right? I was like, there we go. Well, I mean, if you're gonna keep opening doors, we're just gonna walk right through. Well, no, no, I wanna... So why wait? You can't, you, no, you can't do that. You can't bring well, it up. Okay. Okay, so here's what happens in podcasts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't bury the lead. You're like, okay, you're like, okay. all right. Well, it's like, okay, you have to allow us to, to get there. Well, I want you to introduce the whole topic of Gabrielle Union and why we're talking about her today. Because Are you the host? No, I'm sorry, I'm not the host. <laughs> I, I'd like for you to, I'd like for you to explain to us about the. <laughs> I'd like for you to inform us of Gabrielle Union. Tough crowd. <laughs> um, I mean, we're fine. This is all out of. No, no, no. Well, I guess the thing we're talking about is Gabrielle Union has gotten a lot of controversy lately because she has said that she sees no problem in, and I don't either, in Analingus. <laughs> You better advertise for yourself. Yeah, um, Let them know. Let them we'll, know. We'll get to that much later. But um, she's catching a lot of flack, I guess, from... Wait a minute, wait a minute. You said you won't get to much later. Is that going to be a part of your LGBT history? Analinga should be. Ooh. It should, well, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm never going to work in this town. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I'm never going to work. I'm an actor. Please hire me, but... Yeah. But no, um, I no, I think she's getting a lot of flack from. I guess it's, is it just straight people that's giving her flack for this because you know they straight women, straight yeah. women, you know that she's you know likes to. Now she did not say that she gives, she tosses Dwayne Wade salad. She did not. Yeah, she was saying that she's been doing. She was saying the stuff that she spoke about. I guess in her book or whatever because it's all coming from her autobiography. Okay. Is saying that she's been having sex for like the past. 20, 30 years or whatever. So she has Come decades on, 20, of. <laughs> so she has decades of, you know what I'm saying, sexual experiences. So right. she's not saying everything that she's talking about doesn't have to be put on her husband. That's not where all of her experience is coming from. Right. But I think even you were saying, though, if she's been married and if this is. Or somebody I was talking to was saying if she's been married and this is something that she enjoys, then probably at some point they've at least tried it. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Dwayne Wade has done it. 
Like, mm. and I mean, I made a long uh, yes for that face. Yes. <laughs> mm, um, I made a long FB post about it because I was saying that it's it's unfortunate that we live in a society where people can freely talk about fellatio and cunnilingus, mm-hmm. right. but yet talking about analingus is like, oh my god, how dare you? Yeah. You yeah. know, and the reason why, and it's, it's very hypocritical. Because mm-hmm. you can literally see it scrolling down your timeline all day long. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what your sex is. You know? Right, right. If you're a man, if you're a woman, if you're cisgendered, if you're transgendered, like all day long on social media, people mm-hmm. are always talking about they like to get head, mm-hmm. man or woman, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but the minute you turn you over or put your legs up, right. it's like, oh, wait a minute, what you going for now? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, wh- where, why does this taboo still exist and in 2017? No, but I think that's been her thing, too, is saying if we can't even have these conversations, then this is why folks aren't able to fully enjoy sex right. or fully Absolutely. be able to be pleased because you can't even discuss it. Or she's saying, because she's been very good with handling all of the flack and the pushback. She's been like, I'm just having these conversations to kind of spark other conversations and dialogue. Yes. Not right. to tell y'all everything that I do in my life, but so that you all can be a little bit more free right. about the things that you do. But what, what I'm loving is that the people who come forward and say they like it have not allowed themselves to be shamed. Yep, Tank did not do that. Right. Neither did Gabrielle. Tank stood in his truth the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah, he was like, it. I like it and what? You know? It, but I think even with his, which is probably a thing that happens to a lot of straight guys, he was saying that, I, I don't remember correctly, but he was like, the first time it happened, it was kind of like an accident or like she wanted, the woman he was with wanted to try it. And he was like, I mean, I guess kind of thing. And then she did it. And he was like, oh, well, I enjoy it. And so right. it's a lot of straight men who would enjoy it, right? but they don't. They have such a taboo. They're like, what are you doing back there? Why are you going back there? What are you doing? I'm right. Let go of your hyper-masculinity, okay? That's, when, that's one thing you can start with. Speak. Trying to, yeah, because, I mean, that's what's basically, you know, <laughs> into. And can I just say something right quick? Especially as, I mean, you know, straight people have a lot to catch up with because they're probably just now hearing about this shit. But... <laughs> or, or, or wanting to speak about or it Or wanting to loud. speak about it. Right. <laughs> Listen. Because it happens in bedrooms. Okay. Let's be clear. But as black well, not even black women, but it is queer men in general. Who is not eating ass in 2017? Oh, there are some. some. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know. I know. And it blows my mind. I'm like, why? <laughs> Shouldn't that be like, you know. It's required. Re- prerequisite. Yeah. You better say. You better yeah. let them know. To advance to the next step, you need to do. <laughs> Thank you. On the checklist. Exactly. <laughs> it, it can be. A... To literally work your way down. Like you there have to. we go. At, Listen. Look your way. Listen. <laughs> Downtown. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's the way to wear. My spot. Come on. That's what right. you, said. you took it back to SWV. Yes. But um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just went somewhere. Go ahead. It was probably Lily who came up with the idea for that song. I'm sure. Lily <laughs> probably favorite. wrote it. I'm sure. I am 1,000% positive. <laughs> I was about to say she sent them a text, but that didn't exist, that didn't exist back then. Okay. Did not. <laughs> did not. Did not. Did not. She him a four-page letter. There we the go. Lyrics on it. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, baby girl. But oh. Mm. Oh. We're we're talking about ass eating here, so let's get back. Okay. To that, so okay? let's get back. To... <laughs> the point the point we're trying to make is no one should be ashamed of what as long as it's consensual between two adults, no one should be ashamed of what they do. There you mm-hmm. go. And, you know, if it's what you and your partner or partners or whatever you do like to do. Living it, own it. You know what I mean. As long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as that's not doing anything with kids, you know. We just say two consenting adults. Two consenting adults. Consenting exactly. adults. Absolutely. So consent. Cons- adults. Come on, consent. Yeah. Someone's gonna name their daughter that. Consent. <laughs> Probably somebody already named. Consensual. This is my daughter. Consensual. 
So you should already know. know. Right. You should already know. Step to her right. Exactly. Her name will remind you every time. <laughs> you have somebody who named their child consensual, don't know what consensual is. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Oh my goodness. This is, this is very true. <laughs> okay. So we're going to end this by saying get your ass ate. Okay. Yeah. So now. <laughs> so now. By someone who knows how to do it too. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Because not everyone knows how to do it. They just lay that but face part there. of having this conversations about sex and being open is that you have to be willing to teach your partner. Touche. Come on, teach your partner. And, have, <laughs> and if he's not doing it, have these conversations and ask him why. Not only teach your partner, but as the partner, you should be open to learning. There you go. Listen, when I tell you how to do your tongue, don't question me. I'm telling you how to please me. Come on. Let's be clear. That reminds me of the old Lil' Kim song. I forget what it's called, though. All of them. All of them. Which oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all yeah. of hardcore. Just the whole yes. album. You ain't and another one. And another. Okay. You ain't licking okay. this. What? You, you ain't sticking me? this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the lyric. You. She wrote it. I need y'all to see. It's not enough that y'all listening. I need y'all to see. He's giving hand gestures for you. <laughs> Listen. Woo! Okay, so All right, there goes my career. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on from one uh, from one rap artist to another. Uh, someone <laughs> became engaged this week. You did that. <laughs> it's like Ariel that, that does transition. Not rap. It's like Ariel does not Yeah, rap. you got right. you got listen. That's how you flow. Lil Kim, Cardi B. There we go. Very nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Bodak herself is yes. engaged now to someone by the name of Offset. That I learned today. Oh, question mark. And he is a part of the Migos. Just Migos. Just <laughs> Well, see, I would always say Migos, but people would tell me it was the Migos. Who told you it was the Migos? People. From oh. where? The internet. Oh. You can't believe everything on the internet. Like when people have introduced them, they've called them the Migos. Like well, on shows correct. and stuff. They're called Migos. Oh, well, so that Migos. makes me feel good that I was right. They're not the you Supremes. Because right. I, I don't care enough about them. They are kind of like the Supremes. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. They're not like the Did Supremes. Did you say they're like the Supremes? No, I was, I was <laughs> saying their title and is here not come like the, the Supremes. Here, here come, come the, the emails. Here come the emails. <laughs> here come the letters. All right. Brandon shared with y'all earlier where y'all can send them. Migos is Supreme. Yeah, he's done. Oh, Migos. They're the rap Supremes. Mm. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do, I, I do like, I was Ooh, telling them earlier. You make people, I want to start recording this. Shit. I want people to see this through video. Through video? Because your hand gestures. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> and he put his hands up to his face, real, real shy and coy like. Like, I don't know about that. No, but I will tell you since I moved down here, because I'm a new Atlanta mm-hmm. resident. Since I've moved down here, I've started listening to more trap music. And Well, that's all they play. That's all they play. It's like, you know, the <laughs> Atlanta National that. Anthem trap. You know what I mean? The national drink is what? Flat tummy tea. But, so. <laughs> but no, but seriously, that Migos album is amazing. I love the Migos album. But anyway, no, no. Offset and Cardi B recently got engaged over the weekend. <laughs> they did. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you guys, how long do you guys think it's going to last? I want it to last forever. Like, keep sweat. Yes. Okay. And I don't care. So I think of that. <laughs> so you can shut up. You don't think it's going to last? Is that why you're asking I that? Think, you know what? I, have, I think it will. I think they are in love. But I just think it's too, it was too fast. Well, it's hood love. So it either happens really quickly or is, it gets dragged out. Hood love can go really bad. Because I have, they have it in both of them, I think, to have like a really gutter, nasty They breakup. do. Because they just broke up last week. 
and got right back together. See, I thought that was a rumor, so that's true. That See, was true. Well, then that means that makes even more sense what I shared with Brandon. I told Brandon that it looked like it was a business transaction when he proposed to her. A lot of people are saying that, though. I'm not the only I mean, one. Them, them no. proposing wasn't them getting back together, but I'm saying they broke up. Well, no, that's what I'm years. saying. Like, my thing is, if y'all broke up and y'all got back together that quickly, in my mind, his the, he's locking that down. Right. He's He sees she's rising. And he's a smart man. He's a smart man. He's a smart man. If he, that's the case, I'm not saying, you know, shout out to Offset. But not no, mind saying, you, this yeah. I'm not saying this is truth at true, all. True. I'm just saying what it looked like to me, you yeah. know. Because it was like after he proposed, she ran up and hugged him. He gave her a good one-arm hug. You could have handed that microphone to anybody really and wrapped both arms around her. Hold her in that moment. Let's hope that it's going to be forever, like I Brandon so said. Yeah. So hug her in that moment because you're not going to have another but engagement moment. If it's not forever, are you guys ready for the nasty memes, IG uh, notifications, with them going back and forth because I think that's that's probably going to happen. So here's what I'm going to do. I, no, it'll be more her. I'm going to sip my mimosa because, of course, I don't care. So the two <laughs> but of it'll be because even when they broke up, though, she was the type. Now, granted, Cardi because Cardi B is 25 or 24. I don't even know. They're both her, 25. Her birthday yet. Oh, he's 25 too. Yeah. I, know I mean, I knew he was young, but Good I didn't know. God, they're young. Okay. Age, but <laughs> <laughs> but she was the one who was all like on uh, Snapchat or whatever, saying, you know, I'm single now, or I'm saying we broke up. He you know how to treat me right or whatever. Like she was the one doing all the memes and different stuff that. You know, all of the 25 and 35 and 45 year olds do. Let's, Come on, let's be honest. Also. Let's be honest. So she was just being one of y'all. And so. <laughs> Did you say that to our listeners? <laughs> he was being one of y'all. Y'all are y'all friends or cousins. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Whatever. You know, people break up. They be like, you know, I'm single again. You know, all the ignorant memes they post mm-hmm. up. So, yes. Yes. And while we're on the subject of memes, can I just say one thing? And we're going to, you know, I'm sorry that I'm like monopolizing this thing, but. Could you all please stop with the subliminal memes, please? I mean, apparently we know you're mad at someone, okay? If you're mad with them, just text them or call them. We don't need to know, like, you know. I just hate subliminal memes. That's real. Okay, I'm done. I understand. <laughs> you didn't get that off your spirit? I did. Okay. It was, it was weighing on me. It was yeah. weighing on you? Yeah. yeah, heavy is the... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, okay, sis, we know you're mad, but, you know, why don't you just call the person or talk to the person? Don't, you know, give us, you know, 20... Because why be an adult and handle the situation? Thank you. Don't why, give us I'm 20. saying, why do that, though? Oh, why do that? Well, that's, I don't know. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what y'all do, though. So, you know. <laughs> that's a lot of y'all going on. Yes. Oh, y'all better. Y'all, this is starting to sound really anti-black. Y'all. I need to stop saying y'all. Not anti-black. Yeah. Oh, that's where you went with anti-black? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not where I went at all. <laughs> you got to edit this. You got to edit this. <laughs> Yes. So he's just like, just for the black listeners, this is right. what y'all do. <laughs> Christ. If you're not black, this does not apply to you. My name is not George Hill. It is. Ooh. We can only speak on what happens on black Twitter. So exactly. we don't know about oh. other races and <laughs> ethnicities on Twitter. We're not sure. Okay. Moving right along. So now we're going to move into this new invention from Amazon called Amazon Key. Mm-hmm. Uh, who? So the way Amazon Key works out, and George hasn't heard about this, so Brandon and I are going to school him real quick, which is understandable because it's new. So, But the way that it works out is that there's a camera that they set up into your home, and it's set up because when you receive your packages from Amazon, you may not be home at the time. So if you're not home, there's going to be a code <laughs> that the Amazon representative can use to get into your house for a couple of seconds, and that's why the camera's there. Because the camera's supposed to be there to record them and show they were only in there for a matter of seconds to literally drop the box or packages inside your home and then bounce and be gone. 
So that's Amazon key, their access into your home so that nobody, because there's uh, so many people who are being robbed of packages outside of their house. So they're making it so you don't have to worry about that anymore. It's, Let, it's not that serious. It's not that serious for you? No. I mean, you can't just have them leave it at the, I don't know, the, the, the post office. I mean, it's just not that serious <laughs> for them to put a camera in your house for what? It's never happening for me. No. That's a no. It's, but a lot of people are like, absolutely not. Oh, like, yeah. For what? A lot of people were like, I don't want, for what? <laughs> right, they're right. like, for what? I don't get it. Yeah. So, so it really is, you're seeing both arguments happen online right now. Because some people are excited. They're like, cool. finally, I don't have to have my packages taken anymore. And this definitely isn't a black and white thing. I know black people who are excited that it's happening. Really? Yes. I know black people who love to only order online who are like, thank you. I don't so have to worry about So where do they live that they got to worry about where the package is being stolen? <laughs> but they don't care about Amazon coming into okay. the house. And a camera? A camera? No. I was about to say, my issue is it's more the camera, camera than like, anything. What are you seeing on this camera? What are you where seeing? Is this? I think it's supposed, what I've seen is supposed to be focus mainly on the door so right. you just see them coming in and dropping it off that's but what again, they tell you right because they could be installing cameras all around and you say oh that's you know <laughs> you're on my vidster one day it's like is that, my <laughs> is that my bedroom amazon has done it okay <laughs> you're on my vidster one day you just see yourself Ooh. you see yourself you're like you're scrolling you're like i know that bedspread <laughs> You know, and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's your Amazon camera in quotes. You know. Wow. No. I want this Amazon person <laughs> who is watching you to post you on my Vister. Yes. I don't know why my, well, I do know why my Vister came up. We'll, you talk, we'll talk about that later. How many laters do you, what, what else? Where in this show are we talking about? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just about saying like, like off the air, I guess. There off we go. Between, uh, between, I was like, you know, just between what? us gargoyles. Just between us, you know? I'm like, what What extra segments right. are you creating for us to talk about? <laughs> We're going to do a My Vidster segment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. And what, are you, what would that I'm, be about? I don't even. Okay. No. Oh, God. How to navigate the it? Amazon, the, navigate the Amazon it. key. Okay. Yes. <laughs> bring it back. The Amazon key. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you guys can hit us up and let us know how you feel <laughs> about if you want the Amazon key. Definitely let us know and we'll talk about it next week. Because I'm interested in how many of our listeners actually are big on Amazon key. Because mm -hmm. uh, I would be one of the news to that. Absolutely. <laughs> so THS is normally recorded on Sunday. However, we realize that news often breaks late Sunday and Monday as well. So every now and then, we'll need to give you extra news that wasn't a part of the original recording. This is one of those times. It's almost 1 a.m. on Monday morning, and Brandon and I are coming to you with breaking news about Insecure and Kevin Spacey. So go ahead and hit with the Insecure news, Brandon. Okay, so, and I was a little late on this. Um, my good friend Joseph had to tell me about this. Um, so there was a tweet. I'm not sure what the initial tweet was because it's since been deleted, but um, a fan of Insecure, Issa Rae, I'm assuming, he was you know, like, I guess they said something about the episodes for season three or whatever. And so the fan was fine. He was like, I mean, can we get at least 10? You know, I know 12 is a reach or whatever. And then Prentice Penny, who was the showrunner, he responded, they pay me for eight just as they would for 12. So what number you think I'm picking? Now, I talked to, uh, the, yeah, I said this to Raven. <laughs> And we were both, well, I guess we came from two different points of it. Because it was, I was like, one way you could take it is that, okay, if they're only paying you, like, a small amount for eight. Well, say they're paying you one amount for eight. is what the same they would pay you for 12, meaning they're not going to increase the rate. It would make sense if they're not going to, why you would only pick eight. Because you're essentially still getting the same thing to do less work. But if 
they're paying you for what would be the regular 12 rate, but you decide only to do eight, then I don't like that because we want more episodes. And you were saying, Raven, that the fans themselves want to see more episodes. Right. I know neither one of us want longer episodes, but we do want the seasons to at least be longer. Right. Exactly. And so I, I appreciate it that we came at it from two different points of view. You you came from more so of the behind the scenes. We, pretty much we took who we are, you know. <laughs> you're, you're the, you, you do screenwriting, I do acting, you know. So it's like, okay. For me, being a, a lover of acting, you know, of, of what it is that I see in front of the camera, I don't necessarily need, you know, they've, they've stressed that we're not getting uh, an hour, you know. So my mm-hmm. thing is, is that we're not asking for much for you guys to be able to give us two or three more episodes. It's 30 minutes. And, well, exactly. and you know, if we're being honest, not even that. And I do understand the work that has to go into each episode. It's not like you all just show up, record, and then put it up. I understand there's work mm-hmm. that goes behind it. But I don't feel like we're asking for much. And exactly. th- the fact that, you know, you're about to go into season three and your audience hasn't asked for anything but, you know, longer episodes or to have it be a longer season and then the whole condom situation. That's all people have asked for. So I'm like, your audience exactly. hasn't asked for much. So you immediately let them know that you're going to fix the condom issue next season. Giving us about two more episodes doesn't seem like we're asking for the world, you know? Exactly. Because I also think, too, I'm like, if it's an issue with HBO where they're not wanting to do more, then I feel like Princess or Easter or somebody would have said that it's an HBO thing. But it's almost like every time they talk, it's getting that they, meaning the creative team behind the show or whatever, or maybe specifically Issa, don't want to do more than just eight. Because I think she's being very clear, or at least not explicitly saying, but she wants to do all these other projects or at least is doing all these other projects like her hand her hands are in so many different things and so i'm wondering maybe if and this is a little controversial but maybe she should not have been cast as Issa. maybe if she just want to be behind the scenes and still go do 50 other things then maybe she should be the person in front of the camera also yeah because honestly i mean if Issa decides to leave the show if that's gonna give us more episodes then you can leave. You can still be behind the scenes, of course. Like your your imprint and your you know what I'm saying your touch should still be on it. But if we want to focus on Molly and Kelly and Lawrence and you know Tiffany, even though I know y'all got issues with Amanda, I want to see <laughs> Tiffany come back. Y'all, this shoot that ain't mine. you know what I'm saying that we can we have enough of the other characters that we can focus on where it won't feel. And of course, don't just like kill her off or make it seem like she like never existed. But you know, like the show would still be able to continue. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, this is all said with love for Issa, you know? All for love, but I also want longer seasons. Right. So, too, like, don't... I know seasons are typically typically shorter on premium cable or cable in general, but stop cheating me. Like, if ABC can crank out 24 every year, then damn it. Listen. Stop playing. Like, listen. It continues to happen because it works. Like, let's be real clear. It's a job. (laughs) Look now. Look now. Yes. <laughs> but I'm I'm different though. I know a lot of people say that they prefer binge. A lot of people say they prefer shorter seasons. X Y Z, et cetera, et cetera. I, yeah, I can say I'm old fashioned when it comes to television and stuff. I like long seasons. I like, but also too, like just because the season is long doesn't mean you have to tell the same story for all 24 episodes. Like people have long seasons, they think, okay, so this season we're only going to tackle X Y Z. Like no, if it only takes three episodes or. 10 episodes or five whatever you tackle that and then you continue to move on like because 
if you're just following the everyday lives, then stuff is not going to be dragged out. Right. Well, no, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that, and I'm, I'm hoping that they eventually hear us. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm still sitting here, kind of confused about how it's just 30 minutes or less episodes, and they feel like it's too much to give us an extra two. And this is something that I know most fans all agree on. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I'm like, I don't know. Hopefully, at some point, someone will hear us and understand that we're not asking for an hour anymore. We gave that up. You know, they've been on well, television. Well, what? Well, yeah. Else. <laughs> I mean, I, I stopped. I stopped because Issa made it very, very clear. She almost seems irritated by it. You know. Oh. Well, I never wanted an hour. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let me be clear. Right. I never want that. <laughs> But I want a good 12. I'm going to need you to stop playing. I need 12 yeah, episodes. Absolutely. I, I will stop if you give me 12. I ain't going to ask you for nothing else. Right. <laughs> Ex- especially person. when... I don't want to tell you how to tell your story. I just want you to be able to tell your story in 12. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of Netflix shows that can give you a smooth 13 easy, you know? Um, exactly. And like I was saying, Stranger Things gives you nine. They give you nine this season, but they also give you an hour, you know? So I'm like, you're telling a much shorter story with the same amount of episodes. It's like, exactly. if you're only giving us 30, you can extend that out a little bit so we feel like we can get to know the characters a little bit better. Especially your supporting cast. You feel me? Exactly. Never show up, but listen. We, listen. We here all night talking about that. So, <laughs> what happened with good old Kevin? Filling the people in case they've been living under a rock for the last 24 hours. Or right. 48 hours by the time <laughs> Okay, so I feel like it's important for us to go ahead and just read the actual tweet from Kevin Spacey. What ended up happening is that uh, Anthony Rapp, who is uh, an actor who was a part of the original cast of Rent, and because everybody keeps talking about how he's on Star Trek now, but I'm like, I know for me as a lover of Rent, I want to make it clear he was a part oh, of the original he's cast. On Star of, Trek, I did not know that. Yeah, the, the the one that's on what is it called? CBS Access. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's on that one. And but I'm like he was a part of the original cast of uh, Rent when it was on Broadway, as well as the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie. Um, yeah, and he's uh, openly gay, and he came out. Came out. That sounds like a f- funny thing to say. Um, but he didn't. He he made it known that uh, when he was 14 years old, he was invited to uh, a party of Kevin Spacey's at Kevin Spacey's home, mm-hmm. and Kevin Spacey was 26 at the time. And there were sexual advances made. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with everyone coming out now and making it very clear about sexual assault. I mean, it's been happening for years. But now that it's like this, uh, the the ball is truly rolling and people mm-hmm. are no longer ashamed to share their voice. Just like last week's episode that we dedicated to sexual assault. He no longer feels afraid and ashamed. So he wanted to mm-hmm. make it known. So Kevin Spacey came out with this tweet afterwards, and as uh, Brandon and I were both saying, this is one of the very few instances where literally everyone, <laughs> everyone is on the same page, you know? Uh, I don't think I've seen any comments yet. Well, no, that that's not true, Brandon, and I'll, I'll get to afterwards, but I did finally see someone on Facebook. But who, he did. He was real quick trying to be on his Olivia Pope. Like, let me hurry up and get this spin out there. And it's like, this wasn't the spin you need to do, but I'm going to let you go ahead and read it. Okay. So, so this is the tweet from Kevin Spacey. 
I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm beyond horrified to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter. I would have been over 30, it would have been over 30 years ago. But if I did behave then, as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. And I am sorry for the feelings he describes having carried with him all these years. This story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. I know that there are stories out there about me and that some have been fueled by the fact that I've been so protective of my privacy. As those closest to me know, in my life, I have had relationships with both men and women. I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. So... There was literally, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go first. I'm going to go ahead and go first. There was literally a shit storm after he did this. And it has not stopped. <laughs> and everyone from Zachary Quinto, I actually retweeted Zachary. Zachary Quinto, Wanda Sykes, Billy Eichner, and pretty much damn near everybody else you can think of came out on some real this is bullshit. Because my thing is, if he would have stopped with the first paragraph, okay, good. You know? Um Go, but but, but the, the reason why I say stopped with the first paragraph is because what offends me is the fact that he puts his homosexuality next to it. You know, you choose yeah, now to come out. A lot of people, yeah. right? You choose now to come out. You choose now to let everybody know that you're a gay man. And just like Justin Sylvester on Daily Pop, um, which is a, a e show that happens live every day at twelve. Um, I really just did promote that, didn't I? Um, he's a uh, he's a black same gender loving man. He was crying on air, and he was crying because what hurt him is that you choose to do this right next to this act, you know, being this 26 year old man making advances towards a 14 year old. And he's Mm -hmm. like, this is setting us back. This is what so many people who are not same gender loving think about gay men already, you know, and all you're doing is showing them that this is true. Why couldn't this just be something where you took ownership of what happened, apologized for it and then left it at that? Why did you have to put it next to you coming out? Exactly. And that's some BS. Like, it, it really made me heated because in my mind, all I'm thinking to myself is, first of all, everybody in the industry, literally, from talk shows to, you know, celebrities were all saying this was the worst kept secret in Hollywood. We already knew you were gay, you know? So the fact that you felt it necessary for you to make that a part of your tweet is just like, dude, focus on the real issue. <laughs> the sexual assault is the issue, you know? We already know you're gay. <laughs> so we, we didn't need for you to suddenly feel like you needed to come out with that. Put that shit to the side. Apologize to this dude. Mean it and focus on that. And I need to calm myself down now. Yeah, but no, that's the thing. It's like, because you got to, I really got to separate the paragraphs. Because it's like, the first paragraph is literally the worst or the, the, the most non-apology apology I think, right. like, in the history yes. of like public statements. Right. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't even remember it happening. If it, if it did right. happen, I was drunk. I'm sorry for your feelings, like, sir. Right. So we just not taking no accountability. Like, <laughs> like I'm appalled to hear that. Yeah. He did it. Why are you appalled? You appalled? He said it publicly. Yeah. So I saw some people tweet too. That's like it's been it's been thirty like thirty one, thirty two years or something. So they're like, you probably thought you might have been scared for a while back then. Absolutely. Kind of or maybe you know what I'm saying that maybe as your stars as you started to rise in popularity, you maybe like okay, at some point he might finally 
you know, let it go. But it, since it's been so long, you probably thought you were free and clear. Exactly. Which is what happens to a lot of these men who abuse their power, and some women too, but still, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you think if it, it's kept a secret for so long, yeah. it won't ever come out. And yeah. then when it does, you're like, oh, you are appalled. You appalled because you really didn't think it was going to come out. You thought well, you were untouchable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so also, too, like you're saying, it really sucks that you, it's like, you try to use this moment to try to make it about you. It's like with the coming out thing. And even though it's the worst conflation to try to compare the two or put the two together side by side, like you're saying, that's how folks already view, you know what I'm saying, gay people or whatever. But it's like, why would you even think that that was the time or the place or the... Because he wasn't trying to call you gay. That's not what, he, that's not what was, was the message. Right. The message was, you tried to assault me or you did assault me. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much you know he, he he spoke his truth and you pretty much just brushed his truth away you know exactly. you, you you literally I, tried to turn this into a totally different story but i wonder this is me playing devil's advocate just a little bit just just a little bit yeah i wonder if everybody is so and not necessarily gay people but if like the media at large is so against kevin spacey's statement is it because he's under the shadow of the Harvey Weinstein stuff that's happening right now? Like, say it, you know what I'm saying? Everything had kind of calmed down and right. this came out. Right. Would it have been, you know I'm saying, I wonder if it would have been as big of an issue. Hmm. Or say this had happened, you know what I'm saying? Like, say this happened a couple months ago, maybe before all the Harvey stuff. Like, Bill Cosby had calmed down, nobody was really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, would it have been as big of a thing? I think, like you're saying, though, now Hollywood is kind of like on its on its like toes on pins and needles right because i'm sure a lot of people are probably scared about who's going to come out and say something about them yeah yeah because i'm sure there are plenty of people that we all know and love that have done horrible things like because they're human right not excusing it but you get what i'm saying so it's like i wonder if that's why everybody in the media so okay well we gotta say that we don't agree that that was horrible only because that's kind of the time they were in right now. I, I definitely don't think it would have been a story that would have been brushed over. I can't say mm-hmm. it may have received the, the, the same amount of response, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the response exactly. has been powerful. I don't know if it would have been mm-hmm. as strong, but I do believe that they still would have pushed up the announcement of the end of uh, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that... Oh, and, and just for listeners who may not know... Uh, there was an announcement today, you know, they didn't even let 24 hours pass before they let you know that House of Cards would be ending. But I want to be very clear for any of you who watch House of Cards, you know, and I'm not going to give any spoilers away about this, but you do know that pretty much there was nowhere else for them to go. Like this, well, this I, upcoming I somewhere. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say this, this upcoming season should have been the end anyway, because I feel like they would have started getting to the point where they were jumping the shark if they tried to go any yeah. further than this, you know. No, yeah, because I saw some people saying too that they were like they thought the show was already. I think they thought the announcement had already been made. They were like, "This just made them hurry up and, you know, say so kind of remind you or push it up again." Kind yeah, of thing, now, so. now, now that's me. I feel like they just decided, okay, well, let's go ahead and push it forward. There are some people yeah. who were under the impression that because of his actions, they were bringing it to an end. I'm like, no, yeah. I think they were already bringing it to an end. They just pushed it up yeah. a little bit, you know. That was me. I thought that was why, but I don't watch the show, so I wouldn't have known right. one way or the other kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so no, I can definitely understand where, where you're coming from. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if I would say that was, I like, I appreciate you, you know, making it clear to our listeners that you were playing devil's advocate, but I don't even know if that's really devil's advocate. I think that's an understandable question to ask, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to call it, but you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we'll definitely make sure to keep you guys 
post on any further news uh, for anything that takes place during the week that we know we won't have time to talk about on the podcast. We put it on social media so you can check out our Instagram page, which is all lowercase THS podcast. That's THS podcast. You can also friend my company's page on Facebook, which is Revolution Multimedia. Again, that's Revolution, except with an A instead, Revolution Multimedia. And anything that I post on our Instagram page automatically goes over to the Revolution page on Facebook. So you can go ahead and add those two, and you'll be able to uh, be kept up to date on anything that's happening in pop culture that Brandon and I both post. But until then, uh, we're going to go ahead and return you back to your previously scheduled (laughs) recorded episode (laughs) october is lgbt month so to close it out we wanted to touch on a couple of topics and to highlight some important black icons in the lgbt community so i know one of the things we wanted to discuss was whitewashing something that happens a little too often in our community oftentimes there's not a lot of visibility especially when it comes to the history Mm-hmm. of the LGBT community. And we know this wasn't completely done. You know, the 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 the, the forward movement that right. we had in our community was not made solely by white people. Mm-hmm. There are many people of color whose voices are important to our movement in the past as well as today. So do either one of you want to say anything about that? No. I, yes, we do want to say something about it. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. I don't want to say anything. I'm not necessarily I'm sure why you brought this topic right up. Now. It's like, no, I don't want to talk about this, but I do want to talk about it. No, uh, we were talking, uh, I was talking about earlier about how um, the whole Stonewall movie, the movie that came out maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. um, was told through the eyes of a like some white kid from Minnesota, like a white protagonist, mm-hmm. when that's not the people that really broke the ground for Stone for Stonewall. It was, mm-hmm. you know, black people of and color pe- people of color, trans people, things like that, that really broke the ground for that um, that movement. Mm-hmm. But they weren't really highlighted in the film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's like an example of whitewashing LGBT history. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then a lot of people, especially like, you know, black people younger than, you know, us, yeah. they don't know these people. These yes. people and these and these are people that really they should be, you know, either trying to search out and learn more about or, you know, just basically knowing your own history. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And a lot of us don't, unfortunately, know that. Yeah. I'm still learning about people. I'm like, oh, okay, so that person did this, that person did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just glad that stories are now being told about, you know, Marsha P. Johnson, that new great documentary that's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and, you know, other people, Fannie Lou Hamer, um, you know, people that really made strides in LGBT history that were finally, that are finally getting their stories told. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, too, for a long time, or even I've been seeing different things online, I hear different people say that they um, they feel like the movement never really was about them, but, like, people of color or whatever. They said they feel like the movement was never targeted towards them or were never really, like, they're about the demographic kind of thing. They were mm-hmm. saying that for so long it was just marriage equality was the whole thing, and they were like that was never their, at least number one on their list of issues to tackle or issues that they wanted to deal with. It was like, okay, we have... All of these other things that we want to focus on, but you're focused on marriage equality. And some might even argue now that because marriage equality has been, you know, finally accomplished or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But now it's just like, okay, now let's all attack Trump. It's like, okay, we've we've came over the big hurdle, and that right. was the last hurdle, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like, get everywhere else on your own kind of thing. Now we're going to all fight Trump, but after Trump is over, then we're going to go back to our way. It's like there's no more fight. Right. Almost kind of. It feels yeah. like everything is over. Kind of, if you get what I'm saying. Like now, everybody's like more free to enjoy pride and do different things, but it's like 
there's not really a movement. Exactly. And there's still, you know, work to be done. Exactly. Know, as, as far as, like, you know, just trans rights. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, tra- you know, like, all the people that are killing, you know, trans people, unfortunately. You mm-hmm. know, that definitely needs to be highlighted. But, you know, sorry. That needs to be highlighted. So um, there's a lot, still a lot of work that needs to be done. You know, exactly. So. There's uh, one of the things that I focus on in my movement with what I do with the love movement, with the healing space is a lot of work when it comes to uh, same-gender-loving men. Uh, There are a lot of same-gender-loving men out here who stand in the gap for women. And I'm here for that all day. You know, we all have our different walks. Uh, But because there are so many people who are leaning in that direction, I don't want us to be forgotten about. Mm -hmm. I know way too many same-gender-loving men of color who don't care for same-gender-loving men of color, you know? Mm -hmm. And at day's end, I'm like, we still matter especially because of the whitewashing and the fact that there aren't a lot of people who show up for us. We are black men at the end of the day. Thank you. So there are still (laughs) a lot of white people who are looking to have us extinguished, you know? And and let me ask you this. Don't you find it funny, like, especially um, in movies like, you know, Black Lives Matter and when, when, when things happen where a black man is killed, we show up. Yes, always. Black queer men women mm-hmm. we show up but if it's something that's concerning us mm-hmm. we're the you know the straight cisgendered men yeah. black men yeah they're not there yeah but you know oftentimes I mean? the black straight women aren't there either this that's is very true, true. that's true too this is very true and that that is that is a very controversial stance to have but mm-hmm. i absolutely stand with what it is that brandon just said you yeah. know because if, if we're being honest about it mm-hmm it, it is important that we show up for our women, very much so. Absolutely, but yeah. we should also expect for that to be shown to us as well. Exactly. You know? And again, the same way where I said there are a lot of same gender loving men who don't show up for each other. It doesn't happen with our women as well. That's true. You know, and, and oftentimes a lot of that when it comes to same gender loving men, the reason why they don't show up is because of their past pain mm-hmm. and because of what it is that they've been through either by... Uh, cisgender heterosexual or cisgender homosexual men right Mm -hmm. and by what it is they've been put through that trauma men are now an issue to them so they go to their safe space which Mm -hmm. is oftentimes women Mm -hmm. but the only problem is it's not reciprocated you know now that's not saying all women not at all we all know all three of us know women who have stood stood absolutely you know but as brandon said there are a lot of women who don't Mm-hmm. And we can't be afraid to say that. Oh, no. You know, that there are too many spaces you go in with same gender loving men where they'll shame you for even saying something like that. But that's truth talk. It is know? truth talk, yeah. Because, um, you know, we're good enough to kiki and Judy around with and do your hair and your nails, girl. But when it comes down to our issues, then you're nowhere to be found. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you want to distance yourself from that. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Right. And it, it only takes basic conversation to be able to have that. You can find that out real quick. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, <laughs> if, if you keep it real surface level, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, well, it seems like she gets along, but let her talk about certain particular topics in her life. And mm-hmm. then when you try to talk about those exact same things, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, oh, there's a difference now. Oh, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Can't come around your kids. Right. Wow. Right. Wasn't Ooh. aware of that. No. Yeah. Can't yeah. be left alone with them? Ooh. Yeah. Where are we going why? with that? Why? why? Yeah, why? Like, okay. I, you know. Gay does not mean pedophile. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. Gay does not mean pedophile. So I don't know. I don't know where that bit came from, and why it's being perpetuated. Well, though I, I think we know where it came from. I don't know why it's being perpetuated. I right. Think, but that's I don't like that either. Right. Yeah. Hmm. We were talking about whitewashing. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so I mean, this started. Is, but I mean, but this is <laughs> also this right. is also right. right. This is LGBT. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So it's all around there. Trust me. You know, I'm always watching. So I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're veered off, but it sticks. <laughs> it sticks with the overall theme. The overall theme. So we're all good. I'm sure our listeners are like, oh, we with you. <laughs> yeah, y'all still talk about relevant stuff. So it's not like y'all just decided to kind of flow off and be oh like, <laughs> so what about Pokemon? Right. It's like, all right, y'all staying on topic. So. <laughs> Which I'm sure you could find something LGBT about Pokemon as well. But Pokemon, I don't know. Poke, Pokemon. There we go. Oh, look at that. Indeed. You're onto something there. You seem so excited. I am. He was intrigued. Like, perked up and everything. Right. Because you know, oh, Pokemon. Raven and I actually came up with an app. I don't know if you know about this. Did he tell you about this? He did not. I don't remember it, so no. You remember it? Oh, you remember this. So we were at, there's this, can I say the establishment? I should say the establishment. No, you shouldn't. Okay. We were at this very popular LGBT eatery. Here okay. in Atlanta, okay, and uh, me and Spence were, in, me and Raven, sorry, <laughs> were we were enjoying the music that they okay. were playing, mm-hmm. and I think Raven had held his phone up for to there's a you know Shazam right, mm-hmm. so he held his phone up, and I was thinking to myself, now wouldn't it be a great idea if there was an app where you could just hold your phone up? <laughs> I remember now in an, in an establishment <laughs> like that, mm-hmm, <laughs> but you would get information from. Like phone from each of from other people's phones, uh-huh. like their phone number, uh-huh. two pi- three pictures, two um, public one, one private one. What, you would what get kind their, of a private picture are you getting? You know, this is something you know, something scantily clad, perhaps. <laughs> um, you would get those number pictures. Come on, scant. Um, positions. Um, like maybe political hot. party position. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, you, you can get, you know, hobbies, interest, and instead of being called Shazam, we'd be called Shenigger. Oh. You know, so, we're, we're, so we're definitely leaning toward our black LGBT Clearly. Oh. So, Clearly. But that would be great. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, I think the apps are already a pretty um, heavily concentrated market. It's, it's a lot of competition. This was Shut Jacked, Grinder. Let them know. It's not, it's not gonna shut Grinder down because the black gays on Grinder don't want to be on shit, nigga. Touche, touche. <laughs> no, I don't. Do you know how hard it's to find a nigga on Grinder? It is so hard to find a nigga on Grinder. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> good for you. Thanks. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> good see. Thank you. Good night, guys. But, but you're still on there, so then that means that yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 You're finding something. Yeah. Right. True. So clearly you need to slide over to Jacked or... For some reason... Or let's just go ahead and work on Shenanigan. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm on... Because I'm I'm on... Okay, should I say this? Hey! So, this, is, this is a healing space. This, is this a safe space? It is. Let, let, let it out. out. Let it out. Listen, let it out. I'm only on two dating apps. Okay. I'm only on Grinder, which mm-hmm. is kind of... Mm, and then I'm on... Oh, God, I feel so old in this. I'm on A for A. Oh, that's still a thing? Yeah, that's the only that's the only two apps I'm on. So, so oh wait a minute, A for A has an app? Wow. A mobile. <laughs> they have a mobile app? Wow. So Well they have you have to keep up with the times. Yeah, well they're barely doing that. But uh, <laughs> But those are the only two apps I'm on, but everyone's been telling me to get jacked. I don't know why I'm so hesitant about getting it though. Why are you hesitant? I don't know. If the other two aren't working, then... Yeah, there you go. Hmm. 
I've never been on any of those, but... Really? Do you feel like yeah. you need the apps? I don't need them. But, I mean, everyone's just like, you know, oh, you're not on Jack. It's like, you know, I've, um, it's almost blasphemy almost to be mm-hmm. here in Atlanta and not be on Jack. Yeah, I'm not. I've yeah. never been you're on... Never, so you're not up there. Are you mm-hmm. on any dating apps? Facebook, Instagram. That is a dating, <laughs> that's a dating app, isn't it? Absolutely. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's why I've never had any need to be like, on If you use them properly, you don't need an app. Listen. That's true. I'm getting an education here. <laughs> I am. But I mean, also, you live in Atlanta, so they, you, they say you, like, throw a pebble. You should I was about to say, why don't you ten, just walk out your house? Any true. 10 men. <laughs> Stand on your porch. That's true. That's true. Maybe I just need to get out more. Yeah. Me too. Huh. Pay attention to your Uber drivers. That's true. <laughs> Uber pool, too. I've heard good stories about Uber pool. <laughs> good good, good what stories? Is, what have you heard? <laughs> what's a, like what's people, a good story? You know, people meeting, you know, other people through Uber pool and stuff like that. And they know. go home together? Oh, no, they may, hey, hey, hey. Not, not so numbers. fast, comrade. <laughs> I didn't know. They <laughs> may, Did you they, know where he was going with that? They may exchange numbers. Oh. You know, okay. And then maybe go out on a date. Okay, I thought there were things happening in the back seat. Oh okay. no, no, not that. No, I didn't leave that far. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, I, I, not, I would pull my Uber over if I was the driver. I'm like, I don't know what y'all doing back there, but y'all got to do Well, they probably the know road. what their driver's into, so they're like, okay. Ooh. That could be another app. Yeah. The driver has what, an Amazon camera app? back there. No, 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 I'm not going through you that. You heard me? What? <laughs> the driver has an Amazon camera back there. Amazon <laughs> cameras! <laughs> Do not fall for the hokey, okey doke, okay? It's a MyVister camera that's going to stream right to MyVister. And Vister. that's why he has it back there. See? There you go. He was smart. Yes. He, he heard this podcast. <laughs> Taxi cab confessions. Hmm. 2017. That's more than a confession. <laughs> it is more than, ooh. Taxi, ta- taxi cab climax. But there you go. Tessie Clapp sounds like a Cinemax show. Yes. Cinemax. Cinemax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I brought back memories. Oh, did it? Oh, oh, no, no, oh no, no, no. When I was a kid, you know, what I mean, you know, you would like stay up late and say, "I want to see what's on Cinemax." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You watch Cinemax. You know, you're going through. <laughs> The change of puberty or whatever. You That's know, a change. Like that. he's, he's gotten real quiet. Hopefully y'all, can hear him talk about, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully y'all can hear him talk about the change. Because I lost them to the Skinamax during. They're like, oh, Skinamax? I kind of lost No, we weren't judging you. Yeah, no judgment at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're talking something else. As you're going through. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Making your way. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so with that being said, we're going to now flow on over to okay. coming out stories. Because you're you're talking about your journey, and exactly, and, yes. and how Skinamax helped you when you were younger. It did Skinamax right. and um, Real Sex HBO. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Red Shoe Diaries. Oh, I'm okay. An wait old, a minute. I'm old. You yeah. aging yourself a I am. That old was, that was Showtime. Yes. That was Showtime. So, you better yeah. let them know. Yeah. Where, you can wait when I go back. Yeah. Come bring on. Cable. Come on. Yes. Come on. Y'all know what Red Shoe Diaries was. Don't 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 act like that. But um, so, we're yeah, talking so, about coming out stories, though. Yeah, so Brad is going to go ahead and, and lead us into that. Well, I think this all kind of ties into with, again, puberty and then, you know, growing up and aging and different things. Um, recently, well, several things. I'm going to tie them all together. Mm-hmm. So recently on Disney Channel, um, I think like Friday's night, their episode or whatever, there was a character on the show, Andy Mack. And I personally never watched it. I'm sure that George and Raven haven't ever watched it either, but that's fine. So there was a character who came out to one of his friends, whatever, and he's about 11 or 12 or something on the show. And so I think this, again, is a whitewashing, not in the sense that, like, these coming out stories aren't important, but just it's yet another kind of white character kind of coming out. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we've never seen a a young black character, like a teenager or anything, come out. 
or even if they've been maybe or hell i don't even know if i've seen a black teenager who was gay on a tv show at least not as a series regular kind of right. thing because you even think about from andy mack and then i know there are gay teens and whatever on uh what is the show the fosters and then there's also back on degrassi or whatever but they were never really black characters of people of color who were doing these roles right. oh well no there was marco on degrassi i take that back but other than that we, we never really see that and so I think that's yet another form of the whitewashing, which is a media issue, but still is like our stories do matter. Mm-hmm. And so also I saw on Twitter this conversation a few days ago. It was like, which I see every now and then, it's like people are like, what kind of shows or what kind of media would you like to see? You know what I'm saying about this specific area or whatever. And so it was like, what kind of stories about black um, LGBT men or whatever would you like to see? And so people are always are like, you know, or a lot of times they're like, no more coming out stories. They feel like we've kind of have moved past that. And so do you guys think, that those stories are no longer needed? Uh, I think the stories are very much needed. You know, you and I kind of touched on this a couple of days ago when we were talking about uh, bringing it up on the podcast. And I think the stories are very much needed, mainly mm-hmm. because of what it is you just said. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen lots of white coming out stories. Absolutely. We yeah. haven't seen a lot of coming out stories of Absolutely. people of color, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, coming out isn't just something for kids. Mm-hmm. There are adults who end up having to come exactly. out, yes. you know? So we're not just telling these stories for someone who's around 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. There could be a 23-year-old man or woman, mm-hmm. you know, who's having that journey of not knowing how to be able to talk about this with people that they love. Mm-hmm. And they're battling with it. Right. So let's show them someone who's in that age group who's yes, still yeah. going through that journey. Mm-hmm. It's okay to show that on television, you mm-hmm. know. Showing these younger kids somebody who looks like them mm-hmm. who's yes. going through that journey Absolutely. and not making it a bad thing, right. exactly. you know. And, and give us variations. Give us the parents who don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give us the parents who do. Mm-hmm. Give us a parent who is totally there for them and the other parent who isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give us parents who are, you know, understanding, but then siblings who are bullying them because of it. Mm-hmm. Give us variations. You've done it in other communities, you know? So why is it in the communities of color we're not able to see that? Yeah. And I mean, it, it really ties into the whole whitewashing thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, it goes into a whitewashing, but it also goes into us showing up for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and having more people of color who are willing to step out there and do that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like, you know, we're having such a renaissance right now mm-hmm. when it comes to people of color behind the scenes. Exactly. You know, yeah. and that's the reason why I feel like, you know, I always have to shout you out. People like Brandon, it's important to have people who are behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People who are writing our stories unshamedly. Yeah. You exactly. know, because I think that might be the one thing that makes, I know we have like a renaissance, whatever, every like five to 10 years or whatever, but I think that might be the biggest thing about this particular one is that these people are really, it's more of a focus on the people behind the scenes, it's more of a focus on the writers, like yes. the Lena Waits and the, and the Danny Glovers. It's, mm-hmm. even though it's mostly kind of a television thing, but also too, because they're winning awards. So the winning Did you mean awards, Donald Glover? Donald Glover, okay. I said Danny. You said Lord. Danny, and I was, Lord. I was like, wait a minute, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, and I heard myself say it, I was like, I'm going to go, keep going. Yeah. like, what are you about but, to teach me right now? But, you know, but, in your later years. Yes, come on, Danny. <laughs> I quit. But no. <laughs> but because they're behind the scenes, and also too, which I think helps that they're winning awards. Yeah. So it's, it's recognition. Like the recognition is going to help them stay there because it's like, okay, you're winning awards, so clearly you have a fan base or something, so we have to keep you around kind of right. thing. Right. So I think that will definitely help at least sustain this renaissance a little bit longer than other ones. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I know that um, when I came out, I guess it was what, 18, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. Things have changed so much since then. There's yes. so much more visibility. Mm-hmm. Not as much as I'd like to see as far as it concerns, you know, um, people of color. Right. Mm-hmm. It's changing, 
But um, I think representation matters, and mm -hmm. I think that, um, yeah, those stories do need to be told because, you know, there's there could be a kid, you know, I don't know, in Goldsboro, North Carolina, or Maryland, or somewhere like that who's, like, saying, okay, well, if he could do it, then I can do it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's one reason why they're important to, um, to have these stories. But, um, like I said, things are just, there's so much more visibility. I think it might be easier mm -hmm. to come out now than it was, say, when I came out or whatever, mm -hmm. or when you guys came out. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I think that's probably the main difference, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, we, we all three of us have uh, several years between us, I believe. Mm. Um, so, and you know, like five to five, about five years or so, like things are constantly, things are constantly changing anyway. Right. Um, so all of our stories probably sound different. But uh, also, even if they were in the same year, if we were in the same age group, it mm -hmm. could still be very different. Mm -hmm. It's all according to the people in your life. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, like I was talking about this with one of my friends because we have similar stories. And I said, I often have to keep in mind how different my story is. I have a very rare story. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was OK. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. my, my parents were. Now, when, when I say everybody was OK, they still had to do education. You know, mm -hmm. they still had to go and read up to understand sure. things. So it wasn't just like, oh, everybody, my son's gay, you know, mm -hmm. because the, to, to be completely honest, I always tell people about how my mom and father shared with me when I told them that I was gay. They were like, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to tell everybody else. We know mm -hmm. we love you. That's all that matters. Mm -hmm. On one hand, you can look at that as a positive experience. Like, wow, mm -hmm. that's wonderful that my parents said that they love me no matter what. But then you listen to the other half and it's like. When they said you don't have to tell anybody else, was that mm. was that because they were like, as long as we care about you, that's all that matters? Or was it because they weren't ready for anybody else to know? Exactly. There right. was still a shame there, even though they loved you. Or was you. that even the further level of it trying to be protective? Right. Too. Right. That too. They yeah. just want to protect you. Yeah. So it's levels to it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, and so my story was a unique one because I know many people that that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. I, I know some stories where both parents were against them. I know some where one parent was for it, the other person wasn't, mm -hmm. um, other parent wasn't, and it's not always the father. Some people mm -hmm. are under the impression exactly. that it's always going to be the father who's against you. No, a lot of times oh, no, it's no, the no. mother that who has totally the issue. totally opposite of my, and my mother wasn't against me, but it just, my, my, it was easier for my father to accept, you know, me being gay than it was for my mother. Right. Even mm -hmm. though they did both, you know, accept me. It took my mom, it, it, it was hard for me and my mother for a little bit, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But we finally got to that point where it was, you know, it was okay, but my father was much more, you know, accepting of it in the beginning than my mother was. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, no. Um, for me, um, it definitely wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't uh, fun. Mm -hmm. And it, but it even still is rocky because we we're at a point. It's been like three, four ish years, and we still don't discuss it. Mm -hmm. So there's no, but we have issues from for a multitude of other reasons. So it's still. That's just like, I guess, the, always the elephant in the room kind of thing, but it's not the crux of our relationship kind of thing, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement that it's still necessary mm -hmm. for stories to be told yes. and to find unique ways to be able to tell the stories exactly. to not feel like it has to be the exact same way every single time. Yeah, because that that is when it becomes trite and it's like, yes. oh, here we go with this. Are you going to do, yeah. So. Right. Exactly. And I think, too, the thing is that for some people, when they're saying they're tired of seeing the stories because they want to see more, but then I think that you should say that you want to see more than just that. Don't just say you're tired of seeing those right. stories. Mm -hmm. Because, again, those stories are still important, and we haven't seen that many of them, so they still need to be out there. Yeah. 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 And not only coming out stories, but just simply different variations of the 
same gender loving experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, because you look at a film like Moonlight, mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily a coming out story; it was a coming in, a coming of age story. Exactly. Yes. You know, so. um, which was still very new for us because mm-hmm. it's not something we've really seen on screen before when it comes to us. Exactly. We've seen stories, but never anything to the level of that. You know. Um, that artistry. I mean, I, I mean, was about to say it was done so oh, tastefully and beautifully, gosh. you know? Exactly. So it's like if we can just get more of those stories, and yeah. again, it comes back to the importance of people behind the scene. Absolutely. That's and people Brandon supporting you. Right. <laughs> right. Because seriously, like, I mean, we need to see, and I want to see, especially um, black queer men, I want to see us in a different light. I want to see us, you know, in our 40s dating or mm-hmm. in a relationship or, you know, with extended families, mm-hmm. yes. blooded families and things like that. I mean, there's so many ways that we can be portrayed exactly. that hasn't even been tapped into yet. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we all have our own different stories, so we can all, you know, bring something to the table. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there's, I mean, the sky's the limit to where, you know, you just got to give us a shot. So, you know. The skies are absolutely the limit. Fanny Lou Hamer. Fannie Lou Hamer was an American voting rights activist and a leader in the civil rights movement. She was a vice chair of the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party. Bayard Rustin, a master strategist and tireless activist, Bayard Rustin is best remembered as the organizer of the 1963 March on Washington. Despite this and many other achievements, Rustin was often silenced due to being an openly gay man in a fiercely homophobic era. A healer, a yogi, the creator of the Healing Space podcast, a published author whose work has been featured in the Schoenberg, and the youngest person ever, ever to conduct the the Baltimore Philharmonic Orchestra. Spencer James, we speak your name. (laughs) Terrell Alvin McCraney, playwright and a screenwriter. He's written various plays, and he's now—he's currently the chair at the Yale School of Drama. He has an upcoming show on the OWN Network, and he, but some of his famous plays are brothers, the brother-sister plays and Head of Passes. Justin Simeon, screenwriter and director. He's most famous for um, Dear White People, the movie, and now this series, Dear White People. He won the Breakthrough Talent Award at Sundance. Lena Waithe, screenwriter, producer, and actor. From being a PA on sitcoms, to working with Gina Price Bythewood, to being an actress on Master of None, and to now have her upcoming show on Showtime. Essex Hemphill. Poet and activist, Essex made a major impact in the Black queer movement and DC art scene in the 1980s. One of his greatest works is a collection of poems called Ceremonies, which speaks on HIV, feminism, and black queer sexuality. Nikki Giovanni, poet, activist, and educator, Giovanni's voice has played a major role in the black experience in America. The recipient of several numerous doctorates, Giovanni has taught at several schools across the country, including Virginia Tech. Her works have spanned decades from black feeling black talk to chasing utopia, a hybrid. James Baldwin, a man who was ahead of his time, yet right on time. Baldwin was an unapologetic, powerful, and necessary voice in the black and black queer community with a career that has spanned over four decades. 
From notes of a native son to Giovanni's room, Baldwin's works and voice continue to be powerful and necessary even today. Elin Harris. One of the most important literary figures of my life, Elin Harris wrote stories that created worlds of love, drama, scandal, and life lessons for a young kid looking to see, or in this case read, stories that felt familiar to him. From Invisible Life to If This World Were Mine, and That's Two Shall Pass, and my personal favorite, A Love of My Own, Elin was one of a kind and continues to be an important part of queer literature. So we're flipping it up this week. So we have our good news and our pay it forwards, except that some of us have one, some of us have both. So <laughs> we're, we're going to start with me because I have a pay it forward. Then we're going to float to George, who has a pay it forward and good news. And then we're going to flow to Brandon because he has good news. <laughs> so that's how we work that out. So for my pay it forward, I would like to pay it forward to a dear friend of mine named Stephanie Chapman. She goes by the name Turtleberry on social media. She has been, from the very beginning, we're seven episodes in, and she has been a huge supporter of the healing space from the very beginning. Not only that, but throughout the amount of time that we've known each other, she's always supported everything that I've done. From my events, like Storytellers, and uh, Escape the Matrix magazine, and the healing space, and the love movement, she's always been there for me. So I want to take this time to tell everyone who's listening how much I greatly appreciate her. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Uh, she's also a wonderful author, so please make sure that you add her on social media. The name is Turtle Berry. She knocks books out. <laughs> Just knocks them, knocks them, knocks them. So she shows the Healing Space so much love. She makes sure that people know that Brandon and I are on every week, constantly letting us know the feedback of how she thinks about each show. So I want to make sure that I show her the same love. Please make sure you find her on social media, inquire about her books, and support her. She is an awesome black sister. Again, thank you so much, Turtleberry. All right, what's good, George? All right, so mine are a little combined. My good news and my pay it forward, you know, kind of intertwined with each other. So the good news is being, and especially like being here with uh, Raven and Brandon, and I'm seeing this, you know, it's like we were talking about this um, renaissance of black queer men who are just, you know, beasting in their respective fields. So I love seeing that. Um, so I, so shout out to all the black brothers who are doing their things, who the black brothers who are doing their thing. And one brother who's doing his thing, um, is Donye R. Love, who... Donye. Donye. See, there we go. <laughs> Hi, Donye. Um, who is an actor, a playwright who has written, um, several plays. And also if you can catch his work on YouTube as well with Modern Day Black Gay and, um, I Hate New York. He's a dope writer and surprisingly and i didn't know it's a dope actor as well and he's just doing his thing and um he's always been very supportive to not only to me but to other black men and uh, black queer men in the acting field and in all other forms of the art world so shout out to donye and he donye damn it donye <laughs> i'm so and, sorry and, he is and a, i love this man <laughs> and he is in la killing it right now he is shout out to donye and brandon i love them Okay, and Brandon. And now this Brandon. Okay, well, that was a different Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in LA now, I'm here. No, My good news is a little silly, but you know, every week we always talk about how was your weekend, whatever, whatever. 
this weekend I actually came up to Atlanta. So mm-hmm. I had I had a weekend for real. I wasn't <laughs> like in the library all weekend. I actually got out and had some fun. So that was my good news that I actually enjoyed myself for the weekend. Yes, it is great news because <laughs> we're not doing this with him over the phone. God is Which good. I know you guys appreciate this. Good news for you all too. Indeed. So you listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at you. So which is a pay it forward. Look at you. There pay it forward your voice. <laughs> So the listeners can hear you. Exactly. Well, I'm here for the people. Always. All Ride the Maverick. Did you say Ride the Maverick? I did. What does that mean? <laughs> Who's he? <laughs> oh, that's a better question. It was a single reference. Uh-oh. Oh. A living single reference. It was. Woof. It was. Well, all right. All it did. Yes. Lord have mercy. Yes. So for, all, for, for, for people who know... <laughs> who know, not just watched, but no living thing. I know we talk about my vidster a lot on this episode. <laughs> we did. But I don't know. But is my black card gonna get revoked for not knowing that? I don't think so. Okay, cool. I'm I still hope not. No. I'm still down. No. Yeah. All right. You need to understand Brandon was able to break down to me that that the episode What was it that you broke down for girlfriends? Oh, because today while we're recording, it's Tracy Ellis Ross's uh birthday. birthday yeah. It is so, today? It is today. Oh and yeah. so there was a clip of <laughs> That you saw on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was a scene where Tony and Joan were arguing, and so I was able to tell him. Well, no, no, no. We saw two clips. One was Tony and Joan arguing, and the other one was Tony and Joan uh, getting into well another argument actually outside <laughs> outside of a, a club, and it was a season one episode, and I was able to tell him specifically which one it was. Yes, he told me the season and which episode. I was like, well, <laughs> damn. Come on, super fan. I was more Good. impressed because I can I can tell you Buffy and tell you which season it was. Everybody but has the actual episode, I'm like, he got the number down? Wow. Shit. Like, see, see, so you have, I bet you have it on DVD. I, do, I have the first two seasons on DVD. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can watch Buffy but and I'm tell you Hush, Marvel. but I can't <laughs> tell you what episode Hush was. I'm like, is that episode 11 maybe? I don't know. Well, I'm reaching. But yeah. Okay, so definitely if you all want to share any pay it forwards or good news, make sure that you hit us up again on social media. You can uh, DM us at THS Podcast on Instagram, underscore THS Podcast on Twitter, or email us at love at revolutionmultimedia.com. Revolution like revolution, except an A instead of an E. Thank you. Okay, so it's time for us to close out the podcast, but George was informing me that I dropped some knowledge today. What was some of the knowledge I dropped? You did. You dropped knowledge about, well, we're talking about Southern men. Uh-huh. And we're talking about, it doesn't matter what. What was? What did you say, Spence? It, it, when it comes to Red Southern Raven? men. <laughs> people going to find me on Facebook now. <laughs> like, Spence, uh. let me go type this in. Um, <laughs> when it comes to southern men yes mm-hmm. you guys will always have something thick on you as a northeastern guy mm-hmm. i have found in my travels <laughs> in your travels oh <laughs> being around okay Ooh. come on i'm, I'm taking back to lisa stansfield you better oh do my it. gosh you better I'm take so it old. lisa right because the only stansfield people know these days is lakeith so yeah you're yes really lakeith. you met lakeith now i'm jealous i'm not a jealous dude but this man met Lakeith Stansfield in Lenox, right? Yes, in Lenox Mall, yeah. Oh, jealous. Because I just want to sit, like, you know, I just want to pick his brain just for, like, one. Because he seems like such an interesting I'm guy. Sure that's not all you want to do. Well, okay, so we got well, off topic. Go there. So we got off topic. <laughs> <laughs> so southern men will always have something thick on them. Such as? A nose. A thick nose. Oh, okay. Praise God. Indeed. <laughs> Good save. Good save. <laughs> 
Good save. But yeah, what was the other thing you said I dropped on you? So we were for some reason we were talking about feet or no? Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. We were we were talking about because I'm I'm currently right now wearing two colored two Mitch Max socks, mm-hmm. and you know Raven has a rule no shoes in the house, which I respect. But I was like, um, we were talking. He was like saying that he likes you like feet, mm-hmm. correct? And I'm and I said that you will never publicly see my feet anywhere because I don't have very pretty feet. I'm working on it. I'm working progress, but I don't have very pretty feet. Let, mm-hmm. let me be clear. I didn't say I like feet as a reason to get him to take his socks off. That's oh, not, no, 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 I no, was no, saying no. in this, general. This, this is, this, this I is, think men's feet are attractive. When right. This is purely <laughs> professional. This is not a Harvey Weinstein thing. This is oh. <laughs> professional. Hi, I'm an actor. Hire me. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, we learned that about you earlier, too, that you're not above, you know, doing what it takes to get the job done, you know. Indeed. <laughs> a consenting adult. Thank <laughs> you. Good night. Let's cut it. <laughs> yeah. But wait a minute. You didn't get to the point of why I dropped knowledge. He dropped knowledge. I said that you'll never see my feet. And he and Raven was like, I know why you said that, because usually darker complected men or people don't like to show their feet. And mm-hmm. I was like. Wow, that's probably true because you know we are darker complected, and you know sometimes we have darker you know toenails or fingernails. You know what I mean? So that's one reason. So I was like, huh, that makes sense. So you know, all my dark skinned brothers and sisters stay strong out there. You know, and you know, you're beautiful. Yeah, they couldn't see it. So I right. Had to let yeah. Know. <laughs> he held a fist up. Amen. I'm raising the, the fist knee. for y'all. I'm raising the fist for my dark skinned brothers and sisters. Raising we love the fist you. Fist for that lotion. Mel- yes, melanin, come through. <laughs> Listen, yep. dark is beautiful. Can you say that one more time, please? <laughs> For all you ashy niggas that don't realize that. But you ashy niggas not beautiful. You need to use lotion. Ooh, yep, exactly. And you need to lotion your entire body, not just the elbows, the hands, and the things that hang out of the sleeves and shit. Oh. Lotion your whole body. It is approaching winter. You need to be moist. Every Well, not moist. <laughs> you need to moisturize everywhere. You need to be moist everywhere. Well, yeah. Well, you can. I mean, if you want to do that. But, I mean, you need to moisturize because nobody wants dry skin. Come on. Stop stop saying that. You need to be moist everywhere. What you doing? Well, then. Live your life better. You need to be moist everywhere. I do live my life better, obviously. So, so if people people want to find you on social media, where would they find you? They're not going to want to find me after this. (laughs) They're all going to find you. Trust. No. Um, you can. I don't have Twitter, which I may need to start, uh, may need to get soon. But you can find me on IG at the T H E G G two G's and the letter one, the G G one, and on Facebook as George Hill. Simplistic. I love it. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at uh, No More Otis. So N O M O R E O T I S. No More Otis. You can find me on. Where? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Pretty much. (laughs) All over social media (laughs) under Scorpiogi. S-C-O-R-P-I-Y-O-G-I. Every time I'm always like, let me remember how to spell my own. Please, (laughs) please. Always keep in mind that I teach yoga, meditation, Reiki. I'm also a life coach. My services are online and in person here in Atlanta. If you are interested in my services, Definitely make sure you inbox me or every Saturday in Buckhead, join me at 700 Miami Circle Northeast (laughs) Jeans and Body Tech for my revolutionary yoga. Uh, This has been an awesome episode. 
Brandon and I would both like to thank Mr. George Hill for joining us. Yes. <laughs> thank you guys for having me and putting up with me. I really appreciate it. And we're all sweating and having a good time. From laughter, okay? From laughter. You're going to take this to the end of the, the show. The fact that you had to clarify. Because, you know, people's minds can go, but we're just having the best time. We know where your mind is. That's true. That's true. But uh, You're all I've sweating. Had a, I've had a great time. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Keep they sweating. say when it's on your mind so much, you need to go ahead and handle that. So you know that. <laughs> what they say. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, until next week. You, we hope you guys enjoy, I'm so tongue tied now I'm like what am I trying to say we hope you guys have a great week thank you so much for listening until then namaste <laughs>